0: What's up, y'all? We are right back at it. Welcome to the Cajun Libertarian Live. I'm your host, the Cajun Libertarian. Uh, For everybody that's brand new to the show, we welcome you. We love you. Uh, Please stay tuned. Please keep engaged because one thing that I really try to implement on this show is having fun first because I truly and honestly believe that if we have fun first, then the information will flow. It'll come right out. And so we welcome you for all the new viewers and hope you stick around. Uh, usually I go live Monday, Wednesday, Friday with interviews at 830 Central Standard Time. And then the Cajun and Eskimo show on Muddy Waters Media on Sunday at 2 p.m. Central, which is the freedom time. Muddy Waters Media and all their platforms. Thank you very, very much. Uh, I do have a website. I'm going to burn through these as fast as possible y'all i promise you you know i always try to do uh try to try to burn through them occasionally libertarian.com you can catch all of my merchandise there we have brand new slogans t-shirts buttons stickers and all the works i'm excited i'm like wearing mine right now i can't wait for my next one to come in i have to pay for my own stuff but that's the way it goes when you use third party i am using a local business in texas and so a very private small business and thank y'all very much. Thank you for Ashley Smoot, to Ashley Smoot for setting that up. Done with that casualentertain.com. You can catch me on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, pretty much anywhere you can get your podcast because I stream to Anchor now. And look, I don't know what's going on, but my Anchor is taking off. Anchor is like a podcast setting, right? It's not like this video we're on YouTube if you don't pay for the subscription, you have to shut your If you shut your phone down, it shuts the interview off or the show, whatever you're listening to or, uh, Facebook, same thing. Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple. They don't do that. You can listen to it in audio version and I am pretty much all over the place. Now that is because of y'all. Thank you so much. 100% because of y'all. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Join the Libertarian Party Seafood Caucus as always. Co-founded by myself and Eskimo Libertarian was I have the better seafood. Cajun. Right there. Better seafood. Better seafood. Spike Matt. Spike Matt. That that look that's my notes. Just in case y'all thought I was joking. Oh, you can't see it. Spike Matt. Spike Matt. Muddy Waters Media, Spike and Matt on Tuesday, Spike on Wednesday, Matt on Thursday. And I'll plug Not A Real Libertarian Podcast. Sure, why not Chris Darnell? Because mine's still better anyway. So if y'all don't know, him and I are, are, are friends and we pick on each other all the time. PayPal, GoFundMe, Stripe. You can find me anywhere. Uh, everything that we're going to get donated over the next couple of weeks is, or over the next few days is going to go to the Tunica event, which is next weekend. It closed in on us fast, brutally fast. And so with all that being said, I passed over a few, but I do not care because you guys, I trust you so much. You have been excellent to me in the fundraising and monetary department. And I expect nothing less than that very, very all the time, all the time. I am very floored and and I'm stumbling here because that's why. Uh, I'm floored at the support that y'all have given me and I've been able to push that support out just as fast as you've given it to me because a lot of people need help. And that's what we're here to do, right? We're here to help people on an individual basis because we don't want the government to do it. And so thank you very much. I will go ahead and show this something about goat yoga and then we're done with that. All right. Without further ado, everybody knows her. She's awesome. She's very very eccentric and has a huge personality and I'm very excited to have on the Karen on Ar- Karen Ann Harlows with that being said let's bring her on
1: hey there hey. how you doing hey.
0: I'm doing good how are you
1: Oh it's been a whirlwind but I'm doing good as I told you before my voice might give out a little because I came back with a a gift of a cold
0: right right from uh, pork fest right?
1: Either that or Michigan, uh, but whatever. It was a free rider on the way home, but
0: <coughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That's
0: good. it's good. And you do this stuff like we're doing right now all the time. And so yeah, it's
1: expected.
0: It's expected. I just, no oh, worries. and there's
1: JJ, my friend. <laughs> um, yeah, I just got off doing uh, uh, my Friday night historical little thingy. So I do that every Friday. So that's what I was doing right before this. And then right after this, I've got a meeting with some people about delegate counts. So there's no rest for the wicked.
0: No, you are. Oh my God, you're busy, busy, busy. It's crazy. So, the, yeah, I can imagine. How was Porkfest?
1: It was wonderful. I mean, I I can't judge it as like a normal Porkfest because of everything i had been through and like the welcome... It, that was extraordinary so i but i can tell just by looking around like what it would normally be like but like i was just completely overwhelmed by the love and support that i got there um it was really eye-opening because uh something i've really come to understand about like national politics and the libertarian national committee is it truly is quite a stifling echo chamber of the managerial class and i'm saying that with disdain um where Basically, we're all in a room huffing our own farts all the time, and it was nice to get out into the fresh air and realize that the general libertarian community is way different than this view that they tend to have on the LNC. And um, I don't know where they get the idea that the general libertarian community—am I allowed to cuss? I should have asked oh, that yeah. before. No, okay. Gives a flying fuck about the really quite arbitrary decorum rules but they don't and you know they can sit around their tables in their meetings and think that that's what everyone cares about and that that's bringing liberty and without even realizing like how much people don't care and also ironically considering how woke some of them consider themselves are how very uh caucasian oriented and Elitist it is, and the reason I say that is the the different cultures out there all have different standards of decorum, and what's considered the typical boardroom polite is just so white, and it's funny because they think they're so enlightened, and I just laugh. Um, you know, I come from a much more hard scrabble background. My dad. W- My dad, when I grew up, he was a drug dealing bookie, you know, these niceties of holding your pinky out the proper way when you're holding your teacup. That's not my background and not my past. And so I'm kind of like over trying to conform to this phony baloney plastic like now. And And I realize that your average libertarian is more like me than they are like them.
0: Your average libertarian is so much more focused on what is going on in their community than anything yeah. that's happening on the net. Na- I can't tell you how many times I've come across when uh, somebody will ask the question, what's going on in the LNC? And somebody else in the room is like, what are you talking about? Like, it's just not that big of a focus for us specifically. And I think, we you know, look, we talked about it right before the show. Yeah, I, I talked to people all over the country but it's always about their little tiny community. It's very rare that we ever even talk about the LNC, and so to hear you communicate that uh, is pretty fitting, in my opinion. Again, my opinion is very short-sighted. Well, I,
1: I, I, I've always thought that. You know, I've always been a bit of an outsider. But these past few weeks, though, have just made me really just realize that how out of touch, in general, the average LNC member is.
0: That seems to be kind of a trend in national politics as a whole, really. Though, right?
1: I think so. Yeah, uh, but you would hope that wouldn't be the case with um, yeah. w- with, with libertarian politics. Yeah. But it is, in fact, and. I think I was probably starting to become more accustomed to that world that I kind of had to be, uh, shocked out of it. Yes. And Vicki and I were talking about delegate allocations earlier and I'm talking with someone else later tonight about delegate allocations. Delegate allocations are going to be my world for the next couple months.
0: Nice. That's a very honorable, uh, gig. And how do you play? I-, I have to ask, right? Because I, and Vicky said, I'm sorry. Vicki says, yes, yes, yes. How, do we do that how do we diagram that how do we implement it how do we win with it as well
1: we talk about well it's for the national convention and um there's a a formula in the bylaws so it's just a matter of just figuring it all out you know um but this is a rougher year because of census and other things. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. in, in one way though, I was kind of laughing when they were trying to um, throw me off. I was thinking to myself, which of you suckers is going to do the delegate allocations. If you throw my ass off, I'm not so sure they were thinking about that. This is like the worst time to try to get rid of your secretary. They should at least let me do all the work first. So maybe that's what they're waiting on. Maybe they'll try again after that, I do the delegate allocations.
0: That does seem short-sighted. That's for sure. Uh, but so like you know, like I was asking you with all of that responsibility, it looks like you're going to stay. So we talked about that Mm -hmm. uh, beforehand, right? For those of you that don't know, explain that to us, please.
1: Well, it depends on who you ask, but I'll tell you, you know, my particular point of view is that I pressed too hard on trying to uncover what happened with that whole New Hampshire debacle Uh and, All the right people didn't like it, so they tried to throw me off the LNC. And I do think it was absolutely retaliatory against a whistleblower. That's not, of course, the story that they tell. They tell that I've got this long-standing history of just being so difficult to work with. But funny, the people who were moving to remove me because I was just so difficult, just two weeks before voted to put me on two more committees, including chairing one. One of these things is not like the other. Either you were a terrible LNC member then when you were voting for this horrible person or something changed in those two weeks. I know what I think the answer is.
0: What do you think the answer is?
1: Something changed in those two weeks. And I went after one of their best friends because he had tried to uh, uh, take over the New Hampshire party. And there was much hurt of the butt over that. Much hurt <laughs> that's
0: pretty, i'm probably gonna steal that from you to be honest with you much hurt of the butt that's yeah. also i mean experiment.
1: their behavior two weeks before showed that they didn't think i was quite <clears throat> such a terrible person that nobody could work with and all of a sudden there's this long-standing history and that you know so whatever um i i I don't even know what to to say to that. I I, I know what I think, and I do think it was whistleblowing retaliation. And if it wasn't, you couldn't have made it look that way anymore if you tried. you know, it, it, it was like when Nick was lurking in the back of my Pork Fest speech where, you know, he's got the reputation people think he's a CIA agent. He's not. But you know, that's like the rumor. But he's lurking in the back of my speech with these dark sunglasses on, furtively filming me. I'm like, dude, this isn't helping dispel the myth that you're a CIA agent because you couldn't look more like one if you tried. He's not, by the way. Right. But yeah, I think he kind of now... tries to play that up because dude really (laughs) he he totally looked like an undercover agent
0: we have a question from dr fletcher a really good question uh i only know a superficial answer so i want to hear what you have to say question for karen ann Harless: other than putting forward a presidential candidate what is the purpose of the lnc
1: Well, we don't put forth a presidential candidate, so that's not even one of our purposes. Um, The delegates do that. A lot of people think the LNC has -hmm. a lot to do with the presidential candidate. We have nothing to do with the presidential candidate. Um, The purpose is, A, if you're a nationwide political party, you have to have a national committee of some sort. It's to fulfill certain filing requirements. But it's also to put on the national convention and to take care of things which are Require the economy of scale that a national organization can provide, such as the CRM database, um, such as coordinating ballot access—you know those sorts of things. It's and providing a national press contact, um, but there's really not a lot that we do. We do a lot less than people tend to think we do. So, um. I'm starting to beginning to think we don't actually need like a full-time LNC. Like the few things that we do do could be taken care of maybe by a a coalition of the state chairs. Um, But you know, I don't know. I, I, I know just from knowing party history that the LNC has been more trouble than it's worth for most of the party's history. And it, It sucks up a lot of air in the room and people get too, like all worked up over who the national chair is. When who the national chair is should be so insignificant. Your state chair is much more important than your national chair. And I wish people would stop making such a big deal out of that sort of thing. Um, There are some things we do need to do well, and that's about it. Um, And other than that, we should be out of sight, out of mind.
0: I am going to 100% agree with everything you just said, not having known anything about the national party, quite honestly, very little. Mm -hmm. I have interviewed a significant amount of state chairs across the country, and I have yet to find one that I dislike. And I have also yet to find one that is not straight activism boots on the ground. And you're going to be hard pressed to find a disagreement with me on having the state chairs kind of court other than, okay. All right. I'll play in devil's advocate, right? I'll find mm-hmm. one thing that I'll say. I don't like that about it or don't like about that. And that's that our state chairs already have their hands effing
1: full. They do. um, But how much arrogant, how much, extra time do they have to waste dealing with LNC bullshit that they wouldn't have to deal with? I don't know. It's, it's, listen, um, take it from the source of somebody who was just politically targeted. So I'm not the biggest fan of the LNC, but I have a lot of biases right now. So perhaps I'm just talking out of like spite and in a year I'd feel differently. Cause I am like extremely, uh, I don't want to say spiteful, but I am extremely, well, butthurt. I am very, very butthurt right now. Anybody would
0: be. Anybody would be. (laughs) Yeah. Anybody. We're we're human beings. And so that's something else I would say to everybody that watches people sitting on these cameras and sitting on the LNC or state chairs. We're human beings. Uh, I don't get attacked like that very much. I know that your life as of recent has been pretty intense. Uh, you're already an intense person. And so this probably <laughs> this probably only added to it. Um, it
1: did. Um, I don't get the politics of personal destruction, which is exactly what it was. Um, there's plenty of people that a lot of, uh, if we're all going to be honest, there's plenty of people in the liberty movement. Maybe we don't get along with the best or we don't like the best. But I can't imagine going after somebody to try to destroy all of their work. I just ignore people I don't like, or I stay away from them. I work with them where I have to, but the absolute vindictiveness and backstabbing from personal friends. That is what got me is there were people I thought were my friends involved in all of this. And it's probably going to be a long time before I fully trust people again. Like I'm pretty traumatized by the whole thing. I laugh about it and I make jokes because that's how I deal but uh, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. And it showed me that libertarian politics are just as ugly, perhaps even uglier because the stakes are so small as the big parties.
0: Yeah. And I can tell you, uh, only having been doing this for a little bit of time, three, four, well, three months on this podcast thing and about four months with the Cajun Libertarian brand. What I do have a bunch of experience in and you're probably going to I I know you're going to know what I'm talking about here. Cause I've seen some of your posts. I've put in a decade in church ministry as yeah. a worship pastor and as other uh, ministerial duties, part of the backstage, if you will, quote unquote backstage ministry. Uh, I, I see how ugly it gets. I've been through how quick people are to that. You thought were friends that you thought were supporters, that will stab you in the back really quick. I do like what Larry Sharp said, and uh, he said at some point, you know, somebody, what you, somebody you think is going to be a friend is going to stab you in the back. And in politics, you got to turn around, take that knife out of your back, and hand it right back to him, and, and and then ask him, "Are you ready to to put the first foot forward again?" And wow, that is tough. That's tough, but. I mean, I know you're, you're, going through this right now. I've been through it a bunch. Mm-hmm. So those words are great. But as we're in these emotions, like I've been in so many times, and like you're going through, that's just not easy to apply.
1: And I don't agree with them.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not against you disagreeing with them. Go ahead. Tell us um,
1: because, it. you know, you can only really be backstabbed by people you trust. And just because you have to work with people for, however many, much more time doesn't mean you have to trust them. Um, I think that's actually quite foolish to say you're going to take the knife out of your back and hand it right back to them. I don't think that's uh, admirable. I think that's stupid. I'll be able to work with everybody. I can work with anybody, but I'm not going to trust those people again to be able to stab me in the back again. That's just life. You know, that's just life. that's That's not libertarian thing. But yeah, it does tough that you have to still be able to work amicably if that's what he meant that you need to turn around and still be able to smile at them and be civil and work together towards liberty if that's what he meant I agree but no there won't be any more of those personal phone calls or oh my god you're in the middle of the breakup how can I help you like this is the relationship I had with these people Mm -hmm. they were, were in my house You know, now that won't ever happen again. But yeah, to be able to still work cordially together, that can be tough too. But mature people have to do that.
0: (laughs) I, and I hope I didn't misquote him right there, by the way. Uh, it's very well, you probably didn't
1: because he's such a nice guy that it sounds like something he would say. But, um, no, once uh, I get stabbed in the back, I don't trust again. Um, And, and, and it's also because I, you know, everyone I'm finding out that everybody has all these core values. You know, it's kind of like a Jonathan Heights book where he talked about the righteous mind, but one of my core values is loyalty. So when I'm friends with somebody, I'm the most loyal friend you could ever have. So it kind of like almost is a shock to my system when that's not reciprocated. Cause it's unfathomable to me to be disloyal. So when someone's very disloyal to me, I'm like uncomprehending because it's just not my value structure and other people, they have different value structures. It doesn't mean it's bad or good. It's just different. Um, There's as I like to say, there are no angels and devils in this world. Everyone's a little bit of both. And even though I'm mad at these people, it's not like they're bad people. They did a bad thing. We all do bad things. Um, And that I think, makes dealing with it all better. Uh, it can be easy to cast somebody as the ultimate villain, but really in someone else's life, I'm the villain. So uh, keeping that perspective keeps you a bit humble and not, you know, looking at them and realizing they're just human beings who screwed up. They're just not going to screw up again with my feelings.
0: No, I and I think we're on guard first. And then after something like that, then you're pretty much gated off I do yeah. love the you know, look. We can still work together, still push the movie liberty movement forward. I'm totally on board with all of that. Uh, we we trust very rarely already just because we've been through yeah. exactly what you're talking about right now through church ministry. People that you're supposed to, you know, you think that they're the best people. Yeah, they're supposed Christians, to be.
1: The- they're more vicious than libertarians, yes, they are. <laughs> and they'll yes, do it they with are. a smile and a bless your heart. <laughs> yeah, yes,
0: absolutely. And so I totally get it. We've uh, we've been through it and I'll there's a lot I could say about that. I yeah, leave me it too. I'll leave I've it been there. in the
1: church family. Mm-hmm. I know how it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We we kind of walked away from the brick and mortar for a little while and maybe permanently we'll do house church. But wow.
1: House church is where it's at, though. House I mean, that's the New Testament model.
0: It is. It's the, first, the, the early church. I do have to ask you this real quick. Uh, not a, not a real libertarian podcast, which is an accurate name for his podcast. Serious question as an affiliate, what do we need to do to get more funding for the CRM to improve quality of function improvement to the email client?
1: And I agree that the email client sucks. Um, it's being worked on. It's not even a funding thing. I mean, everything is always ultimately a funding thing, but, um, we're, We're trying to make it, how do I explain this? Um, National has two databases right now. We have the CRM, but we also use a program that we're paying for called Razor's Edge. And most of the tech time and development time we have right now is spent trying to make the CRM be able to do everything that Razor's Edge is doing so that we can have a completely integrated fundraising system. And once that's done, I think attention will be put towards, I think it's just right now, it's an attention budget more so than a monetary budget. But I'm not the CRM expert. I'm telling you what I've gleaned from reports, to get the best answer on that, write to Ken Molman because the CRM is his baby, and he will be able to give you the best answer on that.
0: Uh, And for those people that don't know, what does CRM stand for?
1: I think customer relationship manager, I think. So it's your database of your members and your donors.
0: Okay. That makes sense. I was asking for myself really, but I thought, yeah, like, hey.
1: I think there's multiple <laughs> things that people have said that, but I think they're like official, I think it's customer relationship manager.
0: I like that. And that's an internet database. Yes. It's wow.
1: a, a, a totally interactive, you know, database.
0: Okay. So again, just being totally honest, as the secretary of the national party, what, what kind of, you know, encapsulate for us what it is that you do.
1: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> I know. Right.
1: <laughs> well, there's, it's, it's funny. Um, a lot on the LNC is what you make of it. Like for, I'm this is going to sound like a rabbit trail. It's not but like for instance, the at-larges, you know, there's no job description. They actually don't have to do a damn thing other than show up to meetings. However, some at-larges take on these huge projects. So a lot of the jobs are what you make of it. If you do the minimum, it's not very much, particularly if you're at-large, since the minimum, you don't even have a description. Just show up. But um, so, excuse me, (coughs) the coughing. At a minimum, the secretary is the legal record keeper of the party. So I've got to keep all of the legal organizational things, like the minutes, like the 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 delegate issues um the bylaws the 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 platform the policy manual it's it's almost like what an executive secretary would do in, in in a corporate office but i've taken on obviously a lot more um i do a lot of updating of the website um normally like in the past secretaries have given that to staff i'm like I know how to do that. So I, I do a lot of the updating of the website. I handle a lot of the email issues, um, setting up the dedicated lists. I work with a lot of the committees. I do Robert's training. I do the historical stuff. I'm on a shit ton of committees. Um, so that's all in addition to just the basic functions Right. But it, 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 if anyone's just familiar with being a corporate executive secretary, that's basically what it is, except for no pay.
0: Right. Yeah. I'll volunteer. And yes. so um, I didn't want to assume either way what a secretary within the yeah. Libertarian national party did. Right. Because it sounds you're like, okay, it's a secretary, but that obviously cannot be just mm-hmm. that simple for the third largest national party. And it's not. It's not, you're holding back a little bit.
1: Yeah, there's a lot more. Um, I kind of viewed the secretary role. And this is what I said when I was running, kind of like the reference librarian for the party. So when people want something, I'm usually their first point of content. I might not be the person to get it for them, but I can refer them to who can get it for them.
0: Yeah, that's excellent. I do that a lot. There's a lot of times when people ask me stuff, I'm like, you know what? I just don't know. But I know somebody who does and I'll punch you in the right direction.
1: And that's, I mean, that's kind of how I view the secretarial role. But like the minutes are a beast. Like uh, a regular LNC meeting, you know, meaning our in-person over the weekend, it'll take me about 40 hours to produce a set of minutes.
0: Holy crap.
1: Because they're detailed. Um, there's a lot that goes on with creating them. And of course, you know, I'm the little overachiever. I put in the little QR codes to where you can click on it and go find the spot in the (laughs) video where that's being discussed. I'm totally trying to make my successor's job way harder. That's my goal that my successor will go, God damn her.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got a person on my team that's like that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm
1: totally trying to ruin my successor's life.
0: Uh, <laughs> maxes me out. Hey, no doubt. Uh I'm not gonna attempt to try to read that cap- uh that line. Mention O R N R.
1: That is uh JJ. He's uh he's one of my heroes right here. JJ's the guy who saved my ass from getting suspended. Um he's a he's a parliamentarian and uh Robert's rules of order is what R-O-N-R stands for. So yeah, I'm kind of a big Roberts geek as well because I I've do heard. another show which you may or may not know about because um, I do the pink flame of liberty but a friend of mine uh, Mike Seebeck and I also do another YouTube channel called the cult of RONR which is just teaching people about Roberts oh, but okay. in a very irreverent way because we think it's funny <laughs> how seriously like libertarians take it and other people like I just don't take it that seriously I have fun with it, but I can make bylaws fun. That's what I figured before oh, you're going to laugh before I got in the libertarian party. I used to do a um, podcast called the preterist podcast where it's just, it's re- religion and it was dealing with the end times. And I said, if I can it's make photology. the fucking end of the world funny, I can make anything funny. So I can make Roberts funny. I can make bylaws funny. Cause I made the apocalypse fucking hilarious. That's all I can say.
0: That's, Great. Yeah. Eschatology. <laughs> I love eschatology.
1: Uh, uh I wrote a book, you know. It's it's used at Liberty University. No kidding. Yeah, it's a commentary it's a on Matthew 24.
0: Nice. I, I heard you were a uh Roberts rules of order expert. And so it's kind of funny that you say now that you you kind of mock it and laugh about it.
1: Well, I've laugh at everything. That's how I deal. Like I love it, but to me, I don't take anything terribly seriously. Just like I didn't take the freaking apocalypse seriously. You think I'm going to take Robert seriously. So it, it, to me, if you can't have fun with something, then why? And I find that people will learn otherwise boring things. If you can make them funny.
0: I value that so much. Like we talked about, it. and I even said, that's the first time I ever said anything about it live in the, in the, uh... Ele- announcements about how I put the fund first because the education and the information will fall right in line with it. And so I completely wholeheartedly agree with that. You are also the secretary for the Colorado party, correct?
1: I am. I just, I just got that. Um, I'm, f- I'm filling out the remainder of a term though, because COVID they didn't have elections the previous year. So I'm coming in midterm um, and I'm sleeping with the state chair. It's very scandalous. He's my husband, just in case anyone doesn't know. Yeah. But some people don't. So when I walk around saying I'm sleeping with the chair, they kind of get all, you know, libertarians love getting offended. Libertarians like getting offended more than Christians do. And that is a fucking accomplishment. Uh,
0: So I don't know about that, but. Oh, no, I know about
1: that. No, let me Okay. Well, I never mind. Um, yeah. So I'm filling out the <laughs> remainder of that term. And I'm also county secretary. So I got the hat trick of secretary right now.
0: Yeah, you do. Yeah, you definitely do. I had Victoria Reynolds on mm-hmm. like the Wednesday before y'all's convention. And then that weekend, she was voted
1: out. Yeah. She hates me now. So. I wonder what
0: How you want to know
1: what the feeling's not reciprocal. So I don't care. I can imagine
0: it's not, um,
1: it's not. So anyway. I, I like Victoria and Victoria did a great job with lockdowns. She probably out of all the state chairs we did the that. absolute best. We have our differences, but, um, why all of a sudden she hates my guts. That's, I guess that's her problem. Cause I don't hate hers.
0: So, yeah, I, I don't know that she does. Of course, all of that Oh, happened. no, she does.
1: No, yeah, no, she sure. told me. There you go. <laughs> this yeah, is I coming see. straight from Victoria's mouth. Yeah, okay. uh, it's fine. And, and, yeah. Unless unless calling me a cancer on the Liberty Movement is a compliment, which I don't think it is, but I don't know. Maybe.
0: Yeah. If I had like 30 seconds of silence, I could figure out a way to spin that into a compliment, but we ain't got that kind of dead air. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, with that being said, I will have to interview your scandalous sex scandal that you just admitted to. Yeah, I know, and, and so I'm going to need that scandal partner on my show because he's the state chair, and that's one of my things. I made a post a while back, a while ago, a while back, mm-hmm. saying that I wanted to interview every state chair, and I think I'm about a third of the way there. And oh, I yeah, get- no, he'll
1: he'll be, he'll come on. He's way different than I am. Is he's he going to
0: wear the, is he going to wear oh no, the he's very
1: laid back and conservative. <laughs> I don't mean conservative, like politically. I, I just mean yeah. in demeanor. No, yeah. he's like, people think like, I'd probably married to like to this crate. No, he's as traditional, like.
0: Y'all are opposites. Totally different. So y'all are opposites.
1: Yep. Opposites for sure.
0: My wife and I are opposites. It worked. It's very compatible. It's very compatible when you have such an extreme personality like you and I do. You have to have an extreme personality to get on this stuff and do this crap with the Libertarian Party. There ain't no doubt. But yeah. uh it is very compatible. It makes it very easy, very smooth to have opposing not opposing, I'm sorry, but uh different personalities. Yeah, complimentary. Very yeah. Very complimentary. We fill each other's voids. And so but we I, have
1: opposing views a lot too. In all of cause Wayne's been yeah. state chair before. Um, I think his rulings have been challenged maybe five times. And each of those times was by me. Yes. <laughs> I'm always challenging the ruling of the chair. <laughs> always. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, and goodness. and people Horace. like last time when I used to be communications director and he was chair, like, you know, gossipy people would be saying, right. oh, those two, she's controlling him or whatever. I go, look at the voting record. I don't, we vote opposite so often because I'm way more radical than Wayne is. Like I'm an anarchist. Wayne's not an anarchist. I'm much more mouthy, like (laughs) totally different. And so anyone who thinks like when we're on a board together, it's like a tag team. They have no idea. Even if they just watched the last board meeting, I was doing the minutes and I was laughing because Wayne said something. And I said, no, you don't get to just declare that. It's nice that you think you can, but you have to have a vote. Sorry.
0: <laughs> is he is he at least a minarchist?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he definitely he's he's an actual minarchist too. Not one of the like whatever flies for that today. But he's right. but him and I get into it though because I've been an anarchist a been. while now.
0: Yeah, we have a lot of anarchists in our party. I talk to them very often Uh, and there's a, there here's the crazy thing that a lot of people don't know. And I probably, I do have quite a few people that aren't libertarians that watch the show. And so the libertarian is like a massive umbrella of ideology. And then even within those factions of ideologies, there's umbrellas of ideologies like anarchism, minarchism, libertarianism has like 50,000 different ways that you can go in this direction. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I think I personally think it's great. A lot of people will say that that's the reason our party's divided. I disagree.
1: No, because I, 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 the difference is really when you compare them, we just like to argue. Um, because Mm -hmm. like the difference between an actual minarchist and an anarchist is really, really small, it's like ridiculously small. Um, so to me, it's not even worth arguing over um but i see a couple comments that i i sam said that joe pascal would be a good interview and he would be he's and but also janice had brought up mimi mimi who's the state chair of california is a dear yes. dear friend of mine and she is awesome she's a tiny little bundle of energy man if you haven't interviewed her you want to
0: um i uh, there we go i was looking for it yes i just interviewed angela McArdle, the the county. Well, she's a bundle of
1: energy too.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, fantastic.
1: Yeah, but so is Mimi. Mimi is just wonderful. She, she's an awesome lady.
0: Yeah, there's actually the the next handful of people that I want to get to in September and November is when I'm not booked to. The middle of September and October is what I want to schedule next. And there's a handful of state chairs that I want to get to. California, Mimi is one of them. uh big one. New York, big yep, one.
1: that's Cody, right?
0: That's Cody. Hawaii, I want to get to- uh,
1: how, Tracy, um, you're testing my knowledge. Is this state- Name the state chair. Tracy Ryan of Hawaii is a bad ass- oh my god you have to interview her she's done such work for such um activism for legalizing sex work in hawaii and legalizing all drugs like those are her two big things and she is a powerhouse. i love her
0: nice that's awesome yeah i can't wait like i know i'm gonna get them all i've just uh got to get with them and and reach out to them and uh, try not to schedule too far out because i am a little disorganized but not as much as I probably give off. But <laughs> you and I talked about it before. I'm like, what do you want to talk about? Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I, don't I don't care either. Let's talk about something.
1: <laughs> what you're going to find, though, when trying to um, coordinate with Tracy is the time. Because I used to be Region 1 representative. So I represented Hawaii, the time zone difference, because it's like seven hours. It's like it's something really ridiculous. You forget how way out there Hawaii is till you're trying to organize a phone call.
0: Right. No, I did Wow. That is bad. It's they're wow. like,
1: it's way out there. Like it was difficult.
0: I do the show with Eskimo all the time and she's not wrong here. Here's a, the, the last one on the list is the Alaskan state chair. and we're Is that only, John?
1: Is that I John Watts?
0: They just changed hands. So I don't know. Oh, he
1: did it. Okay. Then it was, it was, like was a, John. I don't know who's there now, but.
0: Yeah. She'll answer in the comments. She'll give us, a, she, she'll be right on top of it um john, it is
1: john see look how good i am Dang. see i know you my state chairs
0: it. you knew you nailed every one of them you know another one that i wanted to get was florida but i've got steve already on the steve show.
1: In the collar gotcha
0: no, not, <laughs> i've already got him and then every other uh, texas i got whitney tomorrow yeah which that was a re- reschedule because she uh felt ill but I've got Texas tomorrow, but the rest of those, I'm super excited. That's who I want to get next. And then I'll, that's basic. I'll have, I guess about a third of the country left and I'll polish it off. Hopefully by the end of the year with the rest of you, um,
1: have you spoken with Connecticut yet?
0: No. What's,
1: you know, and and it's funny. He's a good friend. And all of a sudden my mind's gone blank. Um, He's a paralegal. He's a badass. It'll come to me. I'm getting old. So uh, no, you so the one you bring up, yeah. you forget. That's pricey. Yeah, and I was just <laughs> reading something by him. And it's it's so funny that my mind's now drawing a blank.
0: Um, I have spoken to somebody in that area about him. And so I know that they're up on the docket. But yeah. I, I, again, I'm 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 not sure. Um, but Everybody, yeah, absolutely. But now that you say that, I'm gonna go look that up as soon as we get yeah. off of here. And no, he, he's person.
1: he's very, like, a very, very good active state chair.
0: That's awesome. I've found, I found that everywhere. Uh, absolutely, my, my state chair, Vicky Rose, who you talked to, yeah. Uh, Evan McMahon in Indiana. I I yep. always t- don't do this because I'm not going to remember everybody that I've interviewed. Yeah. And I don't want to offend anybody, but all of the state chair, every state chair that I've interviewed has been freaking incredible. That's why I'm like, okay, with what you said. Uh, not more. Yeah, that's just me. That's me. I know everybody's not going to agree. That's fine. But I'm okay with it. Every state chair I've interviewed has been magnificent. So if they took the reins, I'm good with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, every once in a while, you are going to get a dud, but so what? Next convention, you get a different one.
0: I guess I did get one dud, but we'll leave it there.
1: Yeah, that happens. And there's too many good ones to even have to worry about the bad ones.
0: Yeah, I mean, was just point proven just now. Yeah. I thought about the one dud. Yeah, we've been talking about all the good ones. And so um, let's say... Let me ask you this. Are you ever planning on running for office, office? Do I what? Do you have a plan on running for office?
1: Yes. I'm probably running next year because an opportunity has arisen that hardly I have to take it. Um, I'm 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 actually running to be interference to try to get another libertarian in. So for local city council, our sitting city councils, First name, uh, the the incumbent, her name is C-A-R-Y-N, which is my name. So I am going to run a confusion campaign because people will just know that the incumbent's a lady with an unusually spelled first name and then hopefully uh, split her vote and then have another libertarian run behind us and get it.
0: See, I know how sharp you are and I was concerned there. I had to really double think that because I'm like, nah, she's trying to get me. No, I want to,
1: because people tend to vote for the incumbent, but if they look on the ballot and go, wait, which of these two is the incumbent? I know it's a lady and I know she has an unusually spelled first name and run interference and get another libertarian in that seat. And if I happen to win, I'd take it. Um, No, but I am planning on running multiple public office uh, campaigns in the future. You know, right now I'm doing the LNC thing, but uh, yeah, no, I'll be doing that. That's why, see, listen, I love, I love my haters because they like, don't think things through. I don't know why they have this idea like, oh, if we get her, I'm not talking about the people who just tried to remove me from the LNC. That's not the type of haters I'm talking about. I'm talking about the ones who are like, I can't wait to go to convention and vote you out. And it's like, okay. I'll see you there because, A, what are you threatening me with? More free time and more money? Oh, oh, okay. But it's like (laughs) like they have this idea, like if I'm not on the LNC, all of a sudden I'm going to go away. And it's like, dude, think about it. At least now I'm occupied with all of this because when i'm not then i'm going to be running public office campaigns and i get might get to embarrass you like even more in the public eye at least now i'm just embarrassing you in internal party politics do you really want to give me that much free time it's like i don't think you thought this through like you think if i'm not on the lnc all of a sudden i'm like out of the party no um so i I think for most of the people who I embarrass, they probably would want to keep me locked up in the LNC as long as possible. Cause when I'm going to run public office campaigns, mama's going to get some attention. That's all I'm going to say. Cause I know how to do that. And, uh, and also these people, I have these, some haters who hate my a position on abortion. So they freak the fuck out when I'm on the platform committee and they get all upset when I become platform committee chair. And I'm like, you do realize that the chair generally doesn't debate. So if you want me not to put my opinions on the platform committee, you should want for me to be platform committee chair because that will mean I'm not debating. But they always try to defeat me being chair and I'm like, you okay, be careful what you wish for because then I'll just start debating everything if I'm on the committee. I've never been on the national platform committee when I haven't chaired it. So no one's ever seen how radical I can get. Because I've chaired <laughs> it, you have to be neutral. So, like, these people who are so worried about my radical ideas should want me to be chair, but n- instead they try to defeat me being chair. And it's just like, noodle, you, use it.
0: Are you going to run for office in Colorado? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know <laughs> if you were going to run for somewhere else. You know what I mean?
1: Obviously, mean? <clears throat> Guam. In,
0: no, no, somewhere else besides a uh, local office is what. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. Local office as opposed to Senate Congress.
1: Um, well, <coughs> probably. Um, because a, they're more winnable. Um, but I also, I, uh, I don't know. I think you you, you get more. I don't really even know why I've made that decision. I, yeah, but probably just Colorado offices though. I've had people try to re- re- recruit me uh, to try to uh, convince Dave Smith to be his running mate in uh, the next
0: presidential you know, election. He hasn't ne- even declared, Judy right? Padgett. What? He hasn't declared, has he? He's going to run. Really? I mean, I've heard he's going And to- I'm there
1: for that. I'm I'm not there to be his... I don't mean there for it to be his running mate. I mean, right. I'm there for him running. And what I said to people who said that to me is, you have to ha- be able to... You can't do that if you're working a regular job. You have to have the type of job, like Adam Kokesh, where he supports himself by doing online stuff or whatever. And I don't have that luxury. So I am not a contender for that. If for some reason I am able to support myself through the activism type stuff I do. Yeah, I'd do it. I'd do it in a heartbeat. I'd love to embarrass everybody nationally. (laughs) You know, I'm half joking, but I do embarrass all the right people. Yeah.
0: Somebody says run with Dave. I've equally heard he was running and I've equally heard that he does not want to at all.
1: No, he's running. I mean, I, I'm not like his best friend or anything. I'm just telling you my pr- prediction. He's right. running. Right. I don't have any inside track, you know.
0: Do you have the inside track on if you're going to be his running mate if he decides to run?
1: Oh, no. I'm. I, unless my life situation changes, I most definitely am not. Okay. Because I have to work a nine-to-five job.
0: Yeah, me too. Harlow's for Dave's secretary. Of State. <laughs> 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 Okay, so, so um, what office would you run for in Colorado? Since it wouldn't be for a national seat,
1: I local a uh, city council probably okay. or um some house Colorado House. Yeah, that would be awesome. I I I would want to run for something where if I ran, if I won, I could actually do things, make a difference, an immediate That's right. difference. That's right, and. Um, Town council, you can make a big difference in people's lives.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I, we have so many people that come on the show running, that have won city council, running yeah. for city council. The people in my area running for city—those are really where you affect change on on a real level that actually helps people in their day to day lives. Yeah. I love that. What city? I'm sure everybody else knows. I don't know what city are you in? Castle Rock. Castle Rock. That's an awesome name. Like on Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, that's that's when I when I was moving here, my my boss in Florida said, "Yeah, he thought he was like, what is it, Game of Thrones? Casterly Rock? Oh my God!" Castle yeah. Mm-hmm. And we are actually a home rule um, town as well, so it's it we, it's we actually have a decent town council, and they like really bucked all the COVID restrictions and stuff. So I've been nice. pretty happy with it. Though my particular representative, the one who bears the same name as me, I'm not happy with her. So I will enjoy running against her.
0: I, I, so there's a part of me that wants you to win that and not just do it. Right well, I, I was fucking
1: with her bad last time because Wayne <laughs> ran against her last time and she was arguing about some kind of regulations we needed. And I said, oh, my God, we definitely do. Before you know it, the furries will be yiffing in the dog park. And I'm just imagining her having to look up yipping. And I was like, have fun.
0: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so my, t- my uh, five-year-old has been... Well, he's almost five. He's been wearing glasses since he was 18 months old. I think <laughs> those are real. Oh, they're real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: no, I, I'm blind without them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I had to ask for my own... Again, I've had a child for four and something years now that's had glasses, and I am watching, I'm like... I don't know if there's a fake. Like no, no, they're real. real.
1: I'm blind as a bat, and I have contacts on. I have to wear these for close up. I'm no with the the contacts are for distance, and these are so I can see this screen. Okay, Um, I'm a mess because like after fifty, everything just started falling apart.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm approaching forty, and so it doesn't get better. No, I know. My, my back is brutal every day. I don't know what's going on here. It's funny, but um, I was going to ask you for it why, why the glasses over the contacts, but
1: that's why. And I'm not a candidate for LASIK. So why is that? Uh, I have a weird eye shape. Like, let's leave it at that. <laughs> Certain people aren't candidates because of the like, that's how your eye issues are by like your eye is all elongated or something. and Mine's just totally fucked up.
0: <laughs> yeah. My wife and uh, all of her family suffer severely from glaucoma. So both of her parents are completely blind. One of my nieces had a ton of surgeries yeah. because of glaucoma. And so, but I did, I would have never thought that you couldn't get places yep, because nope. of a weird eye shape. That yep. seems like a, Government overreach issue to me.
1: And my mom drank when she was pregnant. That's what I blame it on.
0: I blame (laughs) that on my height. (laughs) My mom smoked two packs of cigarettes a day when she was pregnant. And while (laughs) everybody else is over six feet, I was stuck at 5'10". And so I blame it on her cigarettes. (laughs) Ashley says, I'm not a candidate because there's no way in hell I'm going under a laser without being asleep.
1: I know. That would be also kind of frightening, but my eyesight's so bad. I was considering it.
0: My grandfather had LASIKs done at a a late age, and he had one eye done, and then he went back like two or three weeks later, and he had the other eye done. And so I didn't know they were awake, though. That seemed weird. Really. That seems odd. So, um, as we get done here, I know that you just signed up for Clubhouse.
1: Oh, I wait, did. you've
0: got something going on right after this, don't you? No. Okay, you no, want to get on- right before. All right, I thought you said you had something afterwards.
1: Uh, no, no, I did the history thing before. I don't have. No, after this informal, I, I got to talk to somebody about delegates. But it wasn't like an appointment. It's just, I said when I'm done. Okay. Whenever that is.
0: All right. Sweet. If you want, we can jump on clubhouse and do an after party because we can't put everything in a 45 minute. We're 56 minutes now, but it's whatever we're having fun. And so um, if you want, we can jump on a uh, clubhouse afterwards. I'll create the room anyway. Okay. We can jump on there and just have fun with everybody. I did want to ask you this and, and we got sidetracked because you and I are talkers and this is going to happen. Right. Um, you said beforehand you did a historical podcast and I was that uh, just, yes, I want to hear about it. Then we got distracted and then somebody commented, I want to hear about this historical podcast. So before we wrap this up, can you please tell us about that?
1: Yeah, it's on my pink flame of Liberty channel. I do LP history, uh, do a segment on LP history weekly every Friday, um, sometimes more often, but at least every Friday. So I'm, I'm, I'm using the framework of uh, issues of LP news since that has existed since the beginning. So I'm going back to this same month, but in 1973. So I just did, um, uh, excuse me, what month are we in? July 1973 earlier today. So I'm going month by month through LP news to discuss what happened in the party and in the world during that period of time.
0: That's awesome. Uh, so, yeah. You it, pass that on Facebook?
1: Yeah. Pink, no, uh, well, it, it's on Facebook because I use, you know, Ecamm, but it's right. my YouTube channel, Pink Flame of Liberty. Okay. But um, I do a lot of different things there. I do all my LNC commentary there. But the history is kind of what I started that channel for. But I do ballot access stuff. It's all just inside baseball LP stuff because there really wasn't anyone doing that.
0: No, I think that's great. I think a lot of people would love to hear the history of the LP on a regular basis. Ashley, my teammate, says message her my form. And so I'll have Ashley send that to you. What she's trying to do is put together a calendar on uh, a website so that everybody can get all of our programs. They know the times, they know the channels, they know the description and name. And so we'll have that send her to send. We'll have her send that to you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So um, what else you want to plug before we jump into clubhouse?
1: Uh, No, that's pretty much it. I, I always just encourage people to come over to my YouTube channel. If they want all the LP that they can handle. Um, And you will learn a lot about the, the, how the sausage is made. That's basically what I cover over there as far as national is. So before any LNC meeting, I'll talk about what's expected to be on the agenda. And then afterwards I kind of like do a breakdown and all of that. And I see Mimi's now in chat. She must've gotten summoned by our compliments.
0: What the, Oh, there she is. Hey, yeah. Yeah. She must have gotten summoned. Her ears were burning <laughs> or somebody told her to come over here. Cause talked <laughs> about her. Mimi, I'm going to have you on the show. I will friend request you on Facebook so that we can talk. I'm not supposed to be doing this. This is about Pink Flame of Liberty. I'm talking about other people. Yeah, it's about examples. the
1: Liberty community. <laughs> that's that's uh, what matters.
0: It does. It does. But still, still, okay, Liberty Shamrocker. You may know her as Connie. See you on Clubhouse. Hello. House. All right. Well, I'm gonna kick us both out of here and then we will get in clubhouse right away i assume that ashley is creating us a room and so i'll jump in there real quick because i know you follow me on clubhouse and i'll add you as the co-host and then i will see you in a little bit
1: okay see you in a few
0: awesome thank you karen bye-bye bye awesome 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 we'll have her right in clubhouse right after this fantastic super energetic very honest i love that okay ashley says just it thank you very much ashley speaking of ashley lowed have mercy did i just completely ruin i am definitely muddy waters media i am definitely part of that crew now let's see where is it at there it is high-end bags and accessories fierce luxury i almost said laundry I really just did that. Fierce Luxury by Ashley. So, Fierce Luxury is a high-end bag and accessories consignment store based online. They carry the hottest brand like Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Gucci, and Hermes. Con- consign with them for a 30% fee, 20% less than most consignment stores. Find them online at com. That's com. And on Facebook in their exclusive group, Fierce Luxury by Ashley. Need the website? Just add Fierce Luxury by Ashley with a .com. And you got it. There it is right there. I don't know if you can see my cursor or not. It's circling that website. So please, 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 please visit that store. Ashley is a major teammate of mine. And she helps me out in so many ways. So please go to that store and buy something at a very cheap price for a very great, great product. On a lesser note, somebody who's not that cool and very terrible at their job, Jack Casey, author of, of com. That's it. Mermail books, something about sci-fi. There's definitely some r-rated sexual material in there probably not written well because let's be honest it's jack casey He's terrible he loves karen ann Harlows though and i love jack casey and i love that interview with karen ann Harlows. and i love jack casey but i hate his books because they're freaking terrible but he's a good punching bag and i love him very much i've got joe Soloski coming on the show so now i'm just doing free ads for everybody who cares right? Joe Solowski, for governor of Pennsylvania, the key to Pennsylvania's success. Joe Solowski will be coming onto the program very shortly so that we can talk about his run for governor. And I can tell you right now, that dude is funny and has good jokes. And I'm super excited to have him on. I am headed to PA very soon. James Reynolds. Great show. Thank you, my friend tunica is next weekend july 9th through 11th tunica mississippi at the horseshoe resort casino and hotel spike will be there matt wright will be there i will be there uh adam kokesh will be there brian Lambrick will be there tasha cohen most importantly will be there but more importantly than that my wife will be there and so oh super fan sarah and will be there awesome tom gun raffle i don't think i have the picture picture for that i don't have the picture for that tell it goes sometimes talk too much I've been talking all day i've really got to spend less time on clubhouse by the time i get to these things my tongue is worn out but it doesn't matter i love it because i don't know why i just like people i love people and i love every one of y'all as i tell you so often that is very real that's very true i love every single person that's here I love every single person that I get to talk to and come in contact with and partner in this movement for liberty. And so it's absolutely 100% worth it. I will see you on, nope, ha, this is happening every show now. Yay. I will not see you on Sunday, Cajun Eskimo Show, although I will, but that is not the next one, folks. The next one is tomorrow at 1 p.m., Central Standard Time. I will have the Texas Libertarian Party state chair, the magnificent and wonderful Whitney Bilyeu on the show. And that will be incredible as well. Tons of fun tonight. Thank you so much for showing up. I will see y'all tomorrow at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time with Whitney Bilyeu. Let's jump in clubhouse with Karen Ann Harlow, who was absolutely exceptional and just a bright, Right, resilient mind and our party, and a never give her upper. Gotta respect that, no matter what. I absolutely love her energy, and let's get into clubhouse. Other than that, I love you very much. I will see you tomorrow, and then I will see you Sunday at two Central Standard Time. Muddy Waters Media, the Cajun Eskimo Show from Bayous to Igloos, episode four. I love you very much, and I am out.